Coming up, the Cards finally get a win, and the New York teams are looking to keep up their winning ways. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NFL. Local experts taking you from game to game in week seven of the NFL season. We're previewing all of those matchups for you. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. High scoring affair kicked things off this week for football on Thursday night. Arizona won at home for the first time in a long time. Locked On Cardinals goes over a lot of good things after Thursday night football. Pick sixes in Eno and D-Hop. Oh my. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals get a victory at home for the first time in 364 days. 42-34 win on Thursday night football over the New Orleans Saints. This game had everything. A Marco Wilson, Isaiah Simmons pick six. Eno Benjamin rumbling and stumbling for touchdowns. And DeAndre Hopkins, fresh off the street, 10 receptions, 103 yards. Ho-hum for one of the best wide receivers still. In the NFL. Now, this game could be a misnomer. This game could be a prediction for the future. What we do know is the defense set the table for the Cardinals with two pick sixes and two series off of Andy Dalton in the second quarter that completely changed the trajectory of this game. The offense followed suit in the second half, but it'll be very interesting to see what the Arizona Cardinals will do in week eight as they travel to Minnesota to play the Vikings in another potentially must-win matchup for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm Alex Clancy with Locked On Cardinals. Please check me out Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Saints really continue to be an anomaly this year. Sometimes they look okay, maybe even good. Last night, they were pretty terrible. Locked On Saints keys in on an embarrassing second quarter in Arizona. Just when you thought things couldn't get any worse in the Big Easy for the New Orleans Saints, they find a whole new way to lose. I'm Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On at Saints podcast. The New Orleans Saints put on an utterly embarrassing and confusing performance on Thursday Night Football in their loss to the Arizona Cardinals. One that started off with a lot of hope and optimism. Big 53-yard touchdown to undrafted free agent rookie sensation Rashid Shaheed, who now on the season has two touches and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara in the New Orleans Saints run game was working. Rookie sensation Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, picking up some big gains. Even Kevin White had a 60-plus yard reception. But it was in a complete and utter just falling apart in the second quarter that did the New Orleans Saints in two straight back-to-back pick sixes thrown by Andy Dalton to cap off the end of the second quarter. The New Orleans Saints... Simply were not going to find a way to rebound from that, and they simply didn't. Alvin Kamara addressing the team in the locker room after the game with an impassioned speech, holding himself and his teammates accountable and asking for better. That's something that the New Orleans Saints type of leadership that they've been craving and certainly one that they need. Now, can it fix their season and put them in postseason conversation? Seems unlikely, but hey, maybe it'll make them a fun and exciting team down the stretch. They might be able to play spoiler to a few of the other teams in the division. We'll see how it all goes. If you want to keep up with every step of the way, make sure you're following along with the Locked On Saints podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Atlanta has been surprising so far this season since he finally getting back into form after a rough start to the year. Locked on Falcons and Locked on Bengals break down what each team needs to execute on Sunday to get a win. 
Controlling time of possession is the key to victory for the Falcons in week seven. I'm Aaron Freeman, host of Locked on Falcons. As the Falcons travel to face the Cincinnati Bengals in week seven, the Bengals offense is struggling a little bit this season, but it's starting to look like their old self coming off a 30-point effort last week against the Saints. And the Falcons aren't really in a position, given their run-heavy attack, to win a shootout. Their best defense for limiting the Bengals' offense will be their own offense's ability to play keep away and control the clock, so the Falcons will lean on their third-ranked rushing attack to keep Cincinnati subdued. For more coverage of this Week 7 matchup, follow Locked On Falcons, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Are the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals finally going to get over 500 this Sunday against the Falcons? Hi again, everyone. I'm James Erpine from the Locked On Bengals podcast. And Joe Burrow and company, they've won three out of their last four, but they're still sitting at 500, trying to get over the hump against the Falcons. And the single biggest key to them doing that this Sunday, it's simple. This offense needs to continue to do what it's done in recent weeks where they've been able to move the ball. Certainly they did that against the Saints on Sunday, struggled on week five uh, of doing that against the Ravens. But over the past couple of weeks, we've seen signs of the old Joe Burrow from 2021. We've seen signs of Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. Well, it all needs to come together on Sunday. if The Bengals are going to take down the Falcons, who are flying high right now following a big win over the 49ers. For more on the Bengals, make sure you check out the Locked on Bengals podcast, the only daily podcast covering your Cincinnati Bengals, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Lions are coming off a bye week desperately in need of a win, but it's not going to be easy as they have to take on the Cowboys who have their QB1 back in action. Locked On Cowboys talks about Dak's return and Locked On Lions goes over what it will take to get an upset win in Dallas. If the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this weekend against the Detroit Lions at AT AT&T Stadium, they are going to need for Dak to get up to speed quickly. Hi, I'm Landon McCool with the Locked On Cowboys podcast, and this weekend Dak returns to AT&T Stadium after dealing with a fractured thumb that he has finally been cleared to play with. And the question is, how quickly can Dak get back up to speed with the offense and get things going again? The offense has kind of sputtered along, though, winning four games with Cooper Rush uh, out for the last five weeks. Of course, losing to the Eagles last week in a very difficult division rival. Uh, they 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 really need Dak to get in there and, and kind of get back up to speed quickly because they cannot suffer a loss against a lesser opponent uh, because they've had to wait for Dak to kind of get back into the rhythm of the offense. The good news here is that the, the Detroit Lions defense is statistically one of the worst in the league and despite some of their surprises from their offense there is hope obviously that the dallas cowboys defense will have a back back bounce back game that should hopefully shut things down quickly for detroit and and really giving dak a a real opportunity to kind of get back up to speed against uh, a team that is you know still looking to kind of find themselves defensively let's say for more on the Cowboys, make sure you check on the Locked On Cowboys podcast five days a week. And for all your podcast needs, make sure you check on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Coming up, the Packers and Bucks look to rebound this week after embarrassing losses last week. This is Locked On Game to Game NFL. This edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Bet Online. It's the number one spot for all of your online sports gambling needs. 
National Hockey League is back. National Basketball Association is back. And of course, football is well underway at this point. So whatever sport you like to bet on, you can do that at betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Game to Game NFL. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. The lead in the AFC South is up for grabs as the Titans are going to host the Colts this week. Locked On Titans goes over what it will take to get the divisional win. The Tennessee Titans must pressure Matt Ryan if they want to sweep the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. My name's Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. Conventional wisdom would tell you the Titans need to focus on shutting down the run. But with this new look Colts offense, it's obvious the Titans have to get pressure on Matt Ryan to shut down the passing game. Matt Ryan went for over 300 passing yards against the Titans in the earlier matchup this season in week four and almost led the Colts to a victory. The Titans have to find a way to not allow the Colts to go up and down the field at will with the passing game. A lot of that will have to do with covering the tight ends over the middle of the field. Kyler Granson, Mo Alley-Cox, Jelani Woods had their way against the Titans in week four. Can the Titans get pressure on Matt Ryan to avoid that tight end matchup over the middle of the field? That will be key for the Titans in week seven against the Colts. For more analysis, check out the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Locked on Titans, it's your team every day. Normally, it would seem like getting free money if you were betting on the Packers over the Commanders, but with this Packers team, maybe not so sure. Locked on Packers is skeptical after a tough performance last week against the Jets, and Locked on Commanders has details on their side. Matt LaFleur said if the Packers can't block better, they're not going to be able to do much of anything. That rings even truer in this matchup with a vicious Washington Commanders front. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers. And if the Packers want to win on Sunday, a win they desperately need, by the way, they will have to block. And that means blocking Montez Sweat. It means blocking Deron Payne. It means blocking Jonathan Allen, one of the best and most physical groups in the league. This is a top five rushing defense by DVOA and the Packers, their offense, when they haven't been able to run the ball has really bogged down. Will they make changes up front? Elton Jenkins potentially moves to guard. Josh Nyman to right tackle. Could they put in Zach Tom for Royce Newman? Expect a different guard, a different right guard for sure. We'll see what happens at tackle. If they can get that part of it sorted, so much of the other issues that the Packers are dealing with are going to get sorted from receiver timing issues to Aaron Rodgers accuracy issues to play calling. All of that stuff will just look better because they will be able to block. If they can do that, they can and will win on Sunday. New quarterback, new offense. That's what's going to need to happen in order for the Washington Commanders to come up with an upset victory over the Green Bay Packers. In week seven, I'm David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And with Taylor Heineke taking over for the injured Carson Wentz, what we have to look at is what Taylor Heineke does better than Carson Wentz, what he doesn't do better, and work the offense within those limitations and those advantages. For On one side, Taylor Heineke, a much more mobile, much more athletic quarterback. But on the other side, not as much arm strength and ability to push the ball down the field. Good news for the Washington Commanders. The last time they faced the Green Bay Packers with Taylor Heineke was the starting quarterback. They didn't have Curtis Samuel. They also didn't have rookie wide receiver Jahan Dotson. They should have Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson looks like he's on the road to recovery from a hamstring injury he suffered against the Dallas Cowboys and could also be back 
this weekend. So use those two receivers and Terry McLaurin and wide running backs, J.D. McKissick and Tony Gibson to run away from the Green Bay Packers defenders horizontally instead of vertically use Taylor Heineke's legs to extend plays, get out of the pocket, move the pocket and design plays and find open receivers where he doesn't have to throw the ball over the tops of defenders instead can throw them into open spaces as his receivers clear out space coming across the formation. That's how I think the commanders get a win this weekend against the green Bay Packers for more on this game and everything Washington commanders. Check out my co-host Chris Russell and I on the locked on commanders podcast, five days a week, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. The Buccaneers are struggling right now, but they should be able to cakewalk over the Panthers who are selling off their assets in a fire sale. Locked on Panthers goes over the passing game with PJ Walker and locked on Bucks details the game plan for Brady and company. The Carolina Panthers need to find a passing game if they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday afternoon at home. Hi, I'm Julian Council, the host of Locked on Panthers. Look, I get it. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes does not trust P.J. Walker. Matt Rule didn't trust him last year, and Rule's the one who recruited him to Temple and brought him to the Carolina Panthers. That is totally understood. But the Carolina Panthers cannot simply rely on a run game And Christian McCaffrey had a 158 of their 203 yards to be able to win this game on Sunday. Yeah, McCaffrey needs to be a big part, but they have to find something in the passing game, which they have not been able to do since the second half of the Browns lost in week one. So for the Panthers to win on Sunday, they got to figure out a way to throw the football down the field. For more on your Carolina Panthers and this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out the Locked on Panthers podcast. Every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Give Tom time and he will deliver you wins. That is the key this weekend when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers face off against Carolina Panthers. I'm David Harrison, one of the hosts of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And despite the fact that Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing one of the worst sacks per pass attempt defenses in the National Football League, Last week in the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers were able to get to Tom Brady twice, and they were able to get hits on him three more times, which led to some tense conversations on the sideline between Tom Brady and his offensive linemen as they gave up even more hurries than they did hits and sacks. The Pittsburgh Steelers, not a very good sack team coming into that game. The Carolina Panthers, not a very good sack team coming into this weekend's contest. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually give up the second fewest sacks per pass attempt because Tom Brady is getting rid of the ball. The problem is he's getting rid of it sooner than he wants to. He's getting rid of it off balance, off platform. His arm angle is altered, which is leading to off target throws and oftentimes too low a throws as he's trying to keep himself from overthrowing in the middle of the field into the waiting arms of a defender. It's causing problems throughout the entire offense, which is causing low scores on their side. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense keeping opponents still scoring pretty, pretty low, relatively speaking on their end, but coming away with some losses. The three and three Buccaneers looking to get back on track, improve their record of four and three, stay undefeated in the NFC South. That's how they're going to do it. If you ask me for more on this game and everything, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, check out my co-host James Jarko and I five days a week at the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Giants have looked great all year. They will pose a big threat against the Jags in Jacksonville this weekend. Locked On Jags goes over the keys to victory for this week. It's Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars, and here are your keys to victory for this week's game against the Giants. The Jaguars just have to find a way. They've played well and lost. They've played poorly and almost won. Now they just have to find a way. One way they can do that is to contain Daniel Jones 
make sure that you don't provide alleys for him to escape out of the pocket and be able to scramble to get yards to keep drives going. And please, whatever you do, tackle Saquon Barkley. Barkley, whether he runs the ball or or he catches it out of the backfield, he can be very dangerous for a team that has had problems in their back seven with tackling in the open field. Do those things, and hopefully the Jaguars will come out victorious. Make sure you check me out, the Locked On Jaguars podcast, every single day because it's your team every day. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens laid an egg last week. They will need to bounce back against the Browns if they want to keep pace in the division. Locked on Ravens goes over everything that you need to know. The Baltimore Ravens must eliminate mistakes and be consistent in their Week 7 matchup with the Cleveland Browns. This is Kevin Ostriker, the host of Locked on Ravens. Baltimore's a 3-3 three and three football team right now, but it's been pretty disappointing how they've gotten there and their losses especially with blown leads, the offense not being able to score in the fourth quarter, but Cleveland has also struggled in the fourth quarter, so something has to give in this matchup. Baltimore has to eliminate mistakes in week six. They had 10 penalties for 74 yards. They went one of three in the red zone. Little things like that can win or lose you a football game, and in this case, it lost the Ravens the game. They also have to be able to stop Nick Chubb the way they stopped Saquon Barkley in week six. They held Barkley to 3.8 yards per carry. Coming to town is Chubb, who has averaged 5.9 yards per carry through six weeks on the 2022 season. Also, they have to be able to stay consistent on defense. The Ravens defense has improved over the past three weeks under Mike McDonald after a rough start to the year with miscommunications and other things. They have played very well. So being able to have players like Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Justin Matabike, Clayus Campbell, Patrick Queen, and others continue to step up against an offense that does have Mari Cooper and others will be massively important. And Lamar Jackson hasn't played particularly well these past three weeks after a scorching start to the season. So him getting back on track, trusting Mark Andrews, the running game continuing to get going as well. All keys for the Ravens in week seven. For more on this Ravens team and their week seven matchup with the Cleveland Browns, be sure to follow the Lockdown Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. The Jets are hoping to keep this good thing rolling as they head to mile high in week seven. Locked on Jets relying on superstar rookies for success in Denver. To beat the Denver Broncos on Sunday, the New York Jets must get another big game out of Brees Hall. I'm John, the host of the Locked on Jets podcast, and the Jets are going for their fourth straight win on Sunday as they visit Denver for a game against the Broncos. It's going to require them to run the ball effectively, Rookie running back Brees Hall has broken out the last two weeks. He had 197 yards from scrimmage in a win over the Miami Dolphins two weeks ago. Last week against the Packers, on a day where the Jets' passing game struggled, Hall ran for 116 yards. The Broncos entered this game with a tremendous pass defense. They have one of the best corners in the league in Patrick Sertan. Zach Wilson's kind of struggling. The Jets are going to need to lean on Hall and their run game. It will require a big game for the rookie running back if the Jets are going to pull out a victory. For more on the Jets and this weekend's big matchup, be sure to check out the Locked On Jets podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Seahawks and Chargers clash as both teams are kind of struggling to be consistent so far this season. Locked On Chargers and Locked On Seahawks fill us in on both sides and what it will take to get a victory in Week 7. The Seattle Seahawks have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL, and the Chargers would be wise to exploit that. This is David Drogemeyer of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, and your keys for victory on Sunday, starting on offense, is to run the football. Seattle Seahawks are giving up 165.8 rushing yards per game. That's 31st in the league. 
Austin Eckler should find a lot of running lanes to run through against the Seahawks on Sunday. On defense, it's all about getting after Geno Smith. The Seattle Seahawks offensive line has given up eight sacks in the past two games alone. Also, Geno Smith has a lot of success when he throws a football 20-plus yards down the football field. He has six touchdowns to only one interception, so he's going to be looking to take some shots to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, so the Chargers need to be ready for that. But for more on this game and for more on the Chargers, please check out the Locked On Chargers podcast, your team every day. Versatile all-around running backs have consistently been a problem for the Seahawks in recent seasons, and they're going to have to deal with another one when they travel to L.A. for Week 7. This is host Corbin Smith for the Locked On Seahawks podcast. Austin Eckler is one of the best all-around running backs in the NFL, capable of doing a lot of damage as a receiver and a runner for the Chargers. So far this year, he leads the team in receptions. He's among their top two in receiving yardage, and he's averaging almost five yards per carry, scoring six total touchdowns. The Seahawks have had a lot of trouble with running backs who can do damage both as a runner and a receiver. Just look at Alvin Kamara with the Saints. He seems to kill them every single time Seattle faces off against New Orleans. They're going to have to deal with Eckler in this contest as a main focal point for the Chargers offense, especially if Keenan Allen is not able to come back from a hamstring injury. The Chargers will continue to be reliant on Eckler's ability to do damage running between the tackles as well as catching the football on screens and as a receiver out in the slot. Seattle's going to have to find a way to slow them down. They're the worst run defense in the NFL. They did show improvements last week against the Cardinals, but they were missing their top two running backs. They're going to be facing a different animal in Eckler, and if they want to get a second straight win to move to four and three in the season, they're going to have to slow him down, or it could be a long afternoon at SoFi Stadium. The Pittsburgh Steelers pulled off an impressive upset over Tampa last week. They're going to try to take down another Florida team on Sunday night in Miami. Locked on Steelers breaks it down for us. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and this is your week seven pregame look at what the Steelers need to do in their biggest keys to beat the Miami Dolphins on the road for Sunday night football. The Steelers are looking to get back all of their secondary, it looks like, from the early practice reports going into the week. They are, of course, missing Minka Fitzpatrick, who has three interceptions on the season and is setting up for an all-pro type of year for a third time in his career. But they were also missing all three of their top cornerbacks, Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, and Levi Wallace. They found a way to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but they're going to need them, especially against a Dolphins offense that's getting to a Tagovailoa back. And... With him, with him back, that means that you know they're going to get into action Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two prolific receivers. The biggest matchup I see in this game for the Steelers is that secondary limiting those guys. They cannot let Tua Tagovailoa get the big play. Tua's deep, pass, deep passing yards, he has the fifth most in the NFL with 324. That is with missing three games, well, only starting three games this season that he's played all of. So, that is concerning if you're the Steelers. They they got to be able to limit the big play, and they got to bring these guys down when they get the ball in their hands. So I think this game will come down to can the Steelers do what they did against the Buccaneers, do a lot of bracketing, double-team Mike, like they double-team Mike Evans and Chris Godwin a lot, of the, a lot of the game. Can they do that for Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and trust Terrell Edmonds, Devin Bush, Miles Jack, uh, can, you know, if Cam Sutton's in the slot, or Arthur Mollett. Whoever's doing that, can they take away the other guys, the tight ends, Mike Gusecki, the running backs out of the backfield like Raheem Mostert, any extra wide receivers? The Steelers have to be able to win those matchups, and they're going to have to contain Tua Tungabailoa with their front four without bringing any extra blitzers. That's going to be a key factor. But 
as we discussed in our crossover Thursday episode with Kyle Krabs, the key might be that defensive duo in the middle, Cam Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi, getting after Liam Eikenberg. That might be the key to pressuring Tua Tungabailoa and forcing some of those big mistakes. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. Make sure you go and subscribe to Locked On NFL and your favorite team's Locked On podcast, both on YouTube and wherever else to get your podcasts from. I'm Kainani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.